In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 160 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here today, as always, so thank you so much for tuning in. And I also wanted to let you know about an update we have with the podcast. So I've been getting a lot of questions about listening to older episodes and how to find those and listen to those. So we've updated the functionality on my website. So you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And there it's much easier now to scroll so you can go listen to old episodes and you can also search. So you can just type in a keyword or a topic and see what comes up and have a little podcast binge. So have fun with that. And just so you know that before episode 60-ish something, um, this podcast was actually called Date Yourself Radio and had totally different branding, but not to worry. It's the same podcast, just different colors and a different name. And I think also what will be fun, especially if you haven't been following me since, you know, episode one or two or something like that, then you can see how I've grown and evolved over the years. The podcast today is nowhere near where the podcast, no, I should say that's backwards. The podcast from yesterday is nowhere near where it is today, just in terms of my own awareness and growth, uh, because I'm a human and I'm always growing. And I'm sure if I look, you know, if I have this podcast still in three more years and I look back, I'm sure these episodes will look totally different as well. And that's the fun of this work and the fun of being a human. Now, before I bring on my client today um, for our coaching episode, what I want to share with you is I have opened up some time to work with me one-on-one in a one-day intensive. 
So traditionally, I really built my business around working with women one-on-one virtually over an extended period of time. And I really wanted to shift that. So obviously that's still available in the Love Incubator, which isn't open right now. It will be open again, probably in 2020 at some point. Not sure when. Uh, But for now, I have some intensive coaching days available this spring and early summer. So it'll be you and me one-on-ones for a transformative day. And I'll list the cities that are that's available in just a minute. But during this day, we'll have lots of coaching time. Um, We'll have some beautiful meals together. And I will treat you to either a massage or a facial of your choice. And you have two tracks to choose from. You can um, sign up for the deep dive a relationship deep dive track, which obviously I'll help you with working through some limiting beliefs and identifying some blocks so that you can really just kind of reorganize your life and really create a healing plan. And we'll do some of that healing together in that one day intensive so that you can really begin to attract a whole new kind of person and relationship into your life. And then following that uh, intensive day, you'll have 30 minutes of, or excuse me, 30 days of email coaching with me just to follow up. If you have questions, just settling in integrating all that kind of good stuff. And then we'll also have a follow up 30 minute coaching call. And the second track is the soul business track. So if you're interested in having me help you either get a new business off the ground or get a business that you already have to a new level, we will dive into all of the ins and outs in our day together. I can help you create a system to consistently get one-on-one clients. I can help you create something to get more leveraged income. I can help you put together a profitable business plan. I can help you spice up your your copy on your website so it converts and you um, get more clients and make more money, whatever you want to work on. Think of it as just the most productive day ever. And it's really just giving your, your business a shot of I don't know, like a double shot espresso or something like that. Um, Same thing, you and me coaching beautiful meals. I'll treat you to a spa treatment at the end of the day, a 30 day coaching or email coaching to follow up plus a 30 minute um, coaching session just to, you know, last minute questions as you integrate and really move forward with your business. So relationships or business, totally fair game for these one on one intensive days. Now, I'm not going to go through all the dates and cities because that's all on the website. So go to veronicagrant.com forward slash intensive, and there you can read more. But I will be in New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and L.A., possibly more cities to come. But for now, that's where these days will be available. So if you're in one of those cities, if you're near one of those cities, if you want to travel to one of those cities, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash intensive. And if you think I can really help you to propel forward in your love life or your business in a day, which um, I know we can do a lot of great work in that time period, um, then I would love to chat with you. And obviously spots are limited because I'm not going to be living in these cities forever until the end of time. So um, make sure you go sooner than later so you can snag the city and the date that you want before somebody else scoops it up. Okay, so for today's podcast episode, I'm really excited. And it's a totally different kind of coaching episode that I've 
uh, done on the podcast. So I invited my client, Deborah. She's been in the Love Incubator with me. She's in the Love Action Tribe now. And she really wanted to come onto the podcast episode, but she wasn't sure what to ask. She's like, I don't know, Veronica, can you help me figure out what I'm supposed to ask? And I'm like, well, no, because it's your life. And, you know, it's, it's I can't possibly know what you should ask me or, or whatever. And so what we what we did is we ended up I was like, how about this? How about you come onto the podcast? I'm going to draw a card for you. And let's see what comes up because it's going to um, evoke some sort of emotion. Because really, what was going on for her was that she knew she wanted support, but she was just kind of feeling stuck and wallowing in the soup of her emotions. And sometimes it's fine. That's where you want to be. But, you know, to, to just live like that and to be like that over the long term can not be, uh, it's not, it's not very much fun. Right. And so if you've ever felt like, well, I just don't even know what to ask, or I don't even know where to start. And you feel like that's what's been keeping you stuck from, you know, getting more support or actually beginning to start the, the deep dive into doing this kind of work. I want you to know that that's okay. And in fact, it's actually not a bad place to be because sometimes the questions we have are very much attached to the ego. And if you've listened to these coaching episodes before, then you probably can pick up on the fact that a lot of times women come with a specific question in mind, but we ended up talking about something totally different. So the ego really creates the question and the soul really is what creates the answer and leads the conversation where it's meant to go. And so if you're coming into whether it's a coaching session with me or another session with some other kind of um, coach or healer, helper, anything like that. And you're like, I don't really know what to ask. I don't even know what, where to begin. That's actually um, not necessarily a bad thing because then, you know, the ego is not really there. We don't have to break that down first. So we can really just start with the soul work. So one thing that I had um, that I helped, uh, you know, just to guide the path is to draw the card, like I said, for for Deborah. And I know I'm getting a lot of questions. So I'll go ahead and tell you, I use the Sacred Rebels deck, I will put a link to that in the show notes. And I drew the releasing allegiances card. And I'll also put a picture of that in the show notes as well, which you can get at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 161. So that's just the number 161. And go to that page and you can see which card that I'm talking about. Obviously, I do my best to describe describe it visually. But this is an audio platform. So if you want a visual, just head over to that uh, to the show notes page real quick. So you can see what card I'm talking about. And make sure you listen to the outro to this episode after um, our coaching call, because I'm going to break down a little bit more how to work with the decks. If you guys follow me on Instagram, again, I'm Veronica E. Grant, if you're not following me there already, you know that I often will put the card of the day that I drew there. And I get a lot of questions like, well, what does it all mean? Um, I just think of that awesome power quote, whoop to do Basel, what does it all mean? And um, so I talk a little bit about how to work with the deck and um, what what it can help you do and what it can help you do. I'll talk about that after the coaching portion with Deborah. So stay tuned for that. All right, without any further ado, let's go to my call with Deborah. Hi, Deborah, welcome to the show. How can I help you today? I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what to ask. Can we pull a card? Sure. So for those listening, sometimes I pull a card for a client because not knowing what to ask is a perfectly wonderful place to be. So I'm just shuffling the cards right now. 
in my hands. Maybe you can hear them through the mic. I don't know. And I'm just asking the deck, what wisdom to stubborn need? And Deborah can affirm that I'm not looking at them. I'm not like trying to pick a good one for. I'm just seeing what comes up. All right, there we go. I'm feeling this to be your card, Deborah. All right, so the card is, I'm going to describe it for everyone listening. It is a woman, it's a black and white photo, but it's like a drawing. Um, and she's got um, like flies or something all over her body and she's kind of curled up in a fetal position and she has her eyes closed. She looks tired. She looks exhausted. She's also naked. And the bottom of the card has a little, you know, a couple words and it says releasing allegiances. I didn't know those were flies, but when I first saw it, I'm like, she looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's peace. At peace. Yeah. 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 So what's bringing up? What's coming up for you? What is it reminding you of? It looks like a nice place to be. I mean, I, except for the flies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's like, you know, how when a fly or like a mosquito or something lands on us, we just want to like smack it like... <laughs> And it can just like almost get really frustrating. Um, I remember there after Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love came out and Oprah was interviewing her. She was on the show and Oprah was asking her about her experience living in the ashram in India. And I just remember like Elizabeth Gilbert just being like, you know, this was not like some posh, you know, exotic, you know, whatever experience. Like I was, you know, this was my lifestyle and it was hard and I was, cleaning the floors with like a toothbrush or <laughs> whatever. But one thing that she said is when she was sitting in meditation, if a mosquito landed on her, she didn't swat at it. She just let it go. And not saying that we should just stop swatting at whatever lands on us, but I am wondering like what the symbolism is underneath that. And what are we trying so hard to try to control or get rid of? And what can we just let go because at the end of the day we don't have control over it anyways my reaction to people because I can't control them mm -hmm. but I give them so much control over me mm -hmm. by just the way that I react mm -hmm. I mean I'm not like really physically giving them control. It's just because they monopolize me with worries and stuff. Yeah. I'm losing a big part of my life to that, you know? Yeah. So seeing that picture just made me feel like, oh, just taking a deep breath and just curling up. And I feel like I just want to shut down right now and just go to sleep and just be at peace, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that comes to mind right now is I just want to rest. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's bothering you right now? What's not allowing you to rest either like literally physically rest or just rest from a point of, you know, going out into the world and not just being constantly triggered, but being able to just be in a point of neutrality almost. I sleep good. I don't have a problem sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, it just, 
I think, like you said, going out into the world, being triggered and um, it's just so tiring, you know, but I've always been the person that, you know, she's the strong one. She'll do it. She'll get it done. Mm-hmm. And, and what is that? What is that identity given you? I get it done. Um, they're the one. I'm the one that they can count on. Mm-hmm. So you're the one you can count on. You get things done. You're probably pretty good at life, just getting things done, grocery shopping. Yeah, even if I wasn't feeling good, I just still, you know, had to get things done. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I had a thought and I just lost it. What does that identity give you, though? That you're the one that gets things done and people come to you because they need to get things done, correct? When I was a young mother, you know, that's part of the, the job. You know, you have to. And then when I was a wife, that was a bigger part of the job. He depended on me for a lot. But I've been on my own for a long time now, and I'm just wondering if maybe I'm too used to it that maybe I won't ever have someone because I just don't think I could go back to that. Uh, I don't want to be that strong one anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I do. I want to be strong, but I also want a place to land. Yeah. I've never had a place to land. Yeah. Yeah. The times that I've landed, yeah. Oh. Okay. So I want to pause you here because here's what's going on is you're making up your mind that, okay, you were in a relationship where you were the one getting things done, right? You're very much playing the masculine role, right? Yeah. Just yeah. taking care of like bills got to be paid. House needs to be kept in order. Food needs to be put on the table. Like you are the one in charge of all of that. And it's freaking exhausting to do that. And when you're in a relationship, you don't want to be the sole person doing that because it just, it builds resentment. When you're a mom, it's a little different, especially if a young child, because that's, that's obviously different. It doesn't mean you can't start giving your kids chores, but you know, you're not a young mom anymore. So we can just leave that alone. But, but here's the thing is like, you want a partner. Like there's a part of you that wants a partner, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's also a part of you that isn't allowing yourself to attract a partner because you're so scared or you have this belief that going back to a partner, having a partner means that I'm going to have to be the one to do everything. And I don't, and you don't want to be that person anymore. And yet when you've been in relationship, that's the only kind of person you've ever been. Yes. But what we have to, what you have to begin to see is that it's not just an either or, right? You don't have to choose between, okay, well, I want to be in a partnership. So that means I'm going to, you know, be the person taking care of another person. And that's exhausting. Or just stay single. Like there's, there's a third option. (laughs) That's yeah. Yeah. What comes to mind right now is what if I do finally attract the right person and I'm not used to him being the masculine, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how to react to that. Well, okay. Two things. One, that is 
that is work to be done. That is a process that you will go through when you do attract the right person. Um, the second thing I'll say is that you're not just going to wait until you attract the right person before you practice being in the feminine, mm-hmm. right? You have to practice now. And a big part of, re- of being in the feminine is receiving, thinking of just like landing, that idea of landing, right? Like landing and receiving support, receiving someone's love, receiving someone's advice, receiving someone's compliment, receiving someone's opinion, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Not that it like has to be yours and you have to internalize it, but just being open to different things that people can potentially, um, potentially offer you. Okay. The other thing is that, and this might be like a harder pill to swallow, is that you're going to have a really hard time attracting anyone if you have this part of you that believes, well, if I'm with somebody, then I'm going to have to you know, be that caretaker and I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the belief that you have to let go that's probably keeping you pretty stuck, right? Because like if, you, if you believe that, and, you're, and that's a fear of yours, whether it's no matter how conscious or unconscious that fear is, you're going to sabotage yourself. Or you're just going to track that kind of partnership because that's all you know how to be in. I think there's a fear of that kind of man who is willing to step up to the plate and be that kind of man. I don't know why I'm afraid of him. Okay, so let's, let's figure that out. So close your eyes <laughs> and imagine attracting that kind of man who can allow you to be in your feminine, him and his masculine, and him being giving, giving you his love, giving you his support. There's a lot of emotion coming up. So so just be with it. Try not to like make it go away. Just breathe and check in with that woman, that version of you who was with this man. What's the fear? (laughs) That I'm crying uncontrollably and he's not gonna like that okay that you're too much yeah okay it's not his fault on this way why should he have to deal with it mm-hmm. that's what it is I, I don't want any i don't want any really nice guy to pay for all my past stuff that i'm carrying is that really is that really true? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, well let's re- let's reframe that because I don't think it's true, right? I don't understand you. Okay, so right now the fear is if I'm with a really nice guy, he's going to have to deal with all of my past shit, and that's not fair, and I don't want him to deal with that because it's just going to make you feel bad, embarrassed, like a burden, all of those things, right? Okay. Okay. So that's how you're looking at your past right now. Okay. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have to rewrite the story because right now your story is I'm too much. My past is too much for anyone to handle. Okay. And instead, how can your past make you the perfect partner for somebody? Everything that you've gone through. Mm -hmm. How can you reframe it? Well, it certainly has made me sensitive. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Empathetic. Yeah, definitely. I just don't know that he's out there. I mean, that's a silly statement to say. I'm sure he is. There are men like that out there. I just haven't seen them. There are men out there. You just haven't, you just haven't met him because you wouldn't be ready to receive him at this point. I was dating a guy a few months ago and I realized I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. But you can get there. You can. I know you can. I know you, Deborah. You can get there. It's just that sabotage stuff that comes in. Like I eventually I just shut down. It gets to be too much. And then it's mm -hmm. like, I just go back to what I know. Being alone is okay. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're describing perfectly normal human behavior. So when you are finding yourself just wanting to go back to old behavior or even in back in old behavior, I am doing a good job of being human. I'm doing a really good job. Because the more you can just presence it and own it, the easier it is to then shift out of it and, and then, you know, do something different tomorrow or next week or whatever. Um, the more you try to resist it, beat yourself up about it, like, oh, I can't do anything. I'm just not going to, it's just not going to change for me. You know, when you go down that path, well, it, you're pretty much writing a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is going to be really hard to uh, move forward from that place. You're not allowing, your, allowing yourself the space. So um, let's put this into some tangible steps because I think there's a lot of really great action steps you can take. So this isn't just like all things that sound really good <laughs> um, without having, you know, you know, real, real action. So the first thing is practice receiving. I think that's going to be huge for you, Deborah. What's something that, um, what's something you feel like you can receive or practice receiving, whether it's like asking someone for help, if someone compliments you saying just thank you rather than brushing it off, like what are some things you feel like you can do? That I've learned how to do when someone says thank you or, you know, compliments me or something, I used to negative it. Mm -hmm. And my, I had a good friend that told me, she said, Deborah, you just need to say thank you. And then I've gotten into the habit of doing that. Good. And in my mind, I'm having this full conversation. <laughs> okay, so then say thank you, because that's what's happening yeah. on the external world. But then on the internal, in the internal world, <sighs> take yeah. a breath, receive it. Okay, because you can say thank you all you want and smile and grin. But if you're not actually receiving it, then nothing's actually changing. Oh. Does that make sense? Okay, that conversation I'm having in my head needs to go away. Yes. <laughs> it's not just like, you know, because people can grin and bear it you know, all the time. People do it all the time. <laughs> so yes, say thank you. Obviously be polite. You're already doing it. But then <sighs> I receive it. I receive that. And that's just the conversation that you have. And if it's uncomfortable, if you feel a tightening in your chest or your stomach or wherever you might feel it, just it's okay. Breathe through it until it passes and just keep doing that every time. Okay. So that's one thing, practice receiving. What about asking for help? Is there something you need help with or something you can help ask for help with? I'm sure someday something will pop up. <laughs> um, hopefully I won't get a snowstorm. I hate to shovel. <laughs> okay. So if you get snowstorm, can you ask, ask someone to help you shovel? Yeah. 
Yeah, my son-in-law would do it. I just hate to ask him because he works so hard. But I know I know he would. Then ask. He might say no. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay if he says no. Yeah. But you can still ask. And he'll probably do it. And he'll probably want to do it. I know you've been struggling with your with your job. Is there something you can ask for help there? Nope. I'm stuck there. Okay. Um, my boss is pretty much like there's no going over her, and that would just make it worse. Okay. Okay. So fine. So is there like a friend or something that you can say, hey, I really need to get, off, get this off my chest. Can I talk to you about it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just trying to take this um, attitude with my boss that she's got her own stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And although it's incorrect, the way she's lashing out at me, Mm -hmm. I can't change that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I wish she could understand that when she does that, it really triggers me big time. Yeah. Well, some people aren't, yeah. Some people just aren't ready. And again, like, remember, we're just going to keep this card. We're not going to swat at everything that's bothering us. Right. So we're going to focus on what you can control. So you're going to ask your son-in-law to to shovel the snow the next time it snows. You're going to ask a friend, Hey, I really need to get some things off my chest. Can you get coffee or do you want to come over for dinner and I'll make dinner or something like that. Um, you're also going to actually receive a compliment, not just say thank you, but receive it internally. And then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to write a new story. Okay. You've been through a lot in your life. So has everyone else, not to minimize what you've been through, but you know, everyone has their stuff. So you're not more or less messed up than anybody else. We're all just human. Okay. So remember that. And I want you to write your new story. What does your past actually give you? What are the gifts from your past? Not just that it, not just that it makes you stronger, because that's kind of vague and like a, you know, all around like feel good thing that I don't even, whatever, it doesn't mean anything because it's so cliche. So where can you find gratitude for your past? Even for the dark moments, like where are the soul lessons? What made you become the person that you are today? Why did you pick this life? Mm -hmm. Why is everything in divine timing? Like answering those questions are going to help you to write your new story. And I want you to read it every day so that eventually that story becomes second nature to you. Like just now, like how your story right now is second nature, the story of, well, no one wants to deal with me. I'm too much, right? So that's like, you just go right there, right? So I want this new story to become that second nature to you. But first you have to write it (laughs) and then you, and then you have to read it every day. It doesn't have to be long. So it doesn't have to be like pages and pages. Like it can just be like one page in your journal or something Um, and just read it every day until you find yourself just naturally your thoughts going there. And it'll take time. It takes time to build new mental habits, just like it takes time to build any other physical habit you're trying to do in your life. It's not going to happen overnight, but eventually your brain will create new grooves and it will go in that direction. You just have to give it the opportunity to do so. Because the thing is, is that you're operating as if your story is hundred percent true. You're operating as if like, I'm too much. 
and therefore no one wants to be with me. And like, that's just true. And it's like, I can't tell you hundred percent that it's not true, but I can tell you there's a lot of other possibilities that might also be true. <laughs> and so why not look at the other possibilities that might be true too, that are going to be stories in which you look at the world through that are going to be a lot more um, positive and attracting what you do want to call into your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm still afraid of him, but that's okay. Don't even worry about him. Don't even worry yeah, about him. Worry about me right now. Yeah. Worry about you. Worry about receiving like, cause what you're doing is you're just future tripping, right? You're just going straight out into the future and worrying about what may or may not happen. Um, and you're just worrying, which is a completely wasted use of brain space. So if you're going to use your imagination in that way, use it to write your new story, right? Don't use it just to paint a picture of what may or may not happen in the future. Okay. And you're in the tribe, so we have you for accountability. So let us know if you get stuck, if you need help writing your story. Um, we can support you with that. Does that sound good? Yeah. And there's also a month in the Love Action Tribe on nurturing your femininity. So I would highly recommend you do that. There's lots of really good ideas there um, to help you receive and just really land into your life so that you can let someone else come in and not control it, but just be like a, no, a masculine, yeah. you know, structured that figure. That balance. Yeah. that balance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Was this helpful? Yes. I feel much better than I did when we first started. Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. All right, my dear, thank focus. you so much. Yes, because that was another card we drew. So for everyone else listening, before we started recording, that was a card explanation, Deborah. Focus, and we did well. Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Deborah. Thank you so much, Deborah, for coming onto the show. I know you were really nervous about it, and I just so honor and see your courage. And I'm just so, so appreciative of it. And I hope that you can see now as well as all the women listening to this can see now that you don't have to have a specific question to get some profound healing and to make some big steps and strides forward. So thank you, Deborah. And I hope that this was inspiring to others who never reach out for support or never ask a question or never, you know, want to be coached or get coached um, because I don't know where to start or I'm just like a puddle of emotions. I got to organize myself first. Like, no, 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 you don't have to do that at all in order to start the healing process. Plus, like I said in the intro, you'll notice that most of the women coming onto the show, the question we actually end up answering is not the question that they came on with anyways. Questions come from the ego, answers come from the heart. Okay, so in this episode, I used, like I said, the Sacred uh, Sacred Rebels Oracle deck. And I really like using these cards because they do a number of things. Sometimes you just pick the right card. You know, like I'll be coaching a client and then I'll pick a card and it's just like so in line with what we're talking about. And it just gives a little nugget of wisdom that really just drives the point home. And it's just like a really, really beautiful experience. And that's a way that I often use the cards. Sometimes I'll just say I'm open for divine guidance or I 
I'm open to knowing what energy I need with me today. I very rarely ask a specific question because then to me, that's just like outsourcing my own wisdom. Um, I just say, I'm just looking for guidance or I'm open for divine guidance, something like that. And and then I'll see what comes up. If it resonates, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. I would say most of the time it resonates, but if it doesn't, like whatever, it's fine. Just either draw another card or just try again tomorrow. Um, it doesn't have to be like this whole big thing every every single day. And then another way that I really like using the deck is when you're like, feeling all the feelings and like, I don't know where to start. Like what's going on? I don't know how I feel and pulling the card because that can really just help you to figure out how you feel. I often hear from women and talk to women like, I don't really know how I feel. I don't know if I trust him. I don't know if I should stay in this relationship. I don't know what to do. And I, um, and I, I, I don't want to obviously invalidate, you know, your words and how you feel about not knowing how you feel. However, I would love to challenge that. And I'm like, well, you probably do know how you feel. You're just not giving yourself permission to feel it or to admit it because maybe it's the answer that you don't want to have. Or maybe it's just something that feels so foreign or um, far for you that to just acknowledge how you feel just feels weird and uncomfortable. So I really like using these cards. Um, you know, one of the first times I used the deck, I was actually with my um, my good friend, Amy Eoff, and she's been on this podcast, I think episode 120. And she's um, intuitive energy healer. She's amazing. Oh, I love her. Um, and one of the and I was actually with her one of the first times that I used this, these cards, and I never actually told her this. Maybe I need to tell her this. And uh, we were looking at cards and we were doing um, just some work within our mastermind that we're in together. And I was trying to look at the card from a very like analytical perspective about what it meant from like, like basically very surface level. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, the lion just means that I need to, um, you know, that I just need to step up and like be the ruler and be the queen of my queendom and like all that kind of stuff. But, but she was like, yes, but how do you feel? How does it make you feel? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And so these cards are beautiful. And especially I love the the Sacred Rebels card because those images are just beautiful. And they're very um, emotion provoking. And so you just look at it and it's like, how do I feel? Does this make me feel scared? Does it make me feel empowered? Does it make me feel... Um, beautiful? Does it make me feel inspired? And, and, and it just helps to nurture this muscle and this practice of identifying with how you feel. And here's the other thing about, I'll just talk about this card and uh, specifically the one that I drew for for Deborah, which was the releasing allegiances card, you know, I described the card because I was trying to just, you know, it's, there's an audio platform. So I was just trying to describe the card to you. And you might have noticed that we described the card and or saw the card in very different ways, right? Um, you know, for, for Deborah, she realized that she was exhausted after seeing the woman's face in the card. And when I saw the card, I just saw it as like, do you have to be bothered by every little thing that might be annoying you because there is like little mosquito looking bugs all over her body. And there's no right or wrong. It was just what came up for um, for each of us. And that's the beauty of the cards. And um, that's why, you know, it's helpful to read the interpretation in the book for the Oracle decks. But sometimes you don't want to go there because you don't want to be told what to feel or think. And you just want to say, okay, what comes up? And what can I, you know, what can I learn? So for Deborah, 
she realized she was exhausted after seeing the woman's face in the card and she was exhausted of taking care of everyone. And it came up quickly that she was likely sabotaging relationships because for in her mind, she thought, well, it's just better to be single rather than to be in a relationship and have to take care of somebody because that was just, again, <laughs> exhausting. But as we learned, there's a third way. And then it came up that she was latching on to her story that her past was going to be too much and that no one would want to be with her and and the kind of man who would support her wouldn't want to deal with her past, basically that she'd be too much. So this we, we got a lot done and we covered a lot of territory and this wasn't necessarily a question that Deborah had on the tip of her tongue. Like we might have never have gotten to some of these big things like the story that she'd been carrying around with herself, the belief that she had to choose between being single or just being in a relationship where she had to take care of the other person. And we would have, I mean, I don't know, I can't can't say we would have never, but I don't know if we'd have gotten to these places had we not just say, let's see what's really on your heart and what's really on your soul and your ego, your conscious mind might, might not actually be aware of it. And let's just see what the cards pull out. So it's not really magic, right? It's just like a beautiful picture and let's see and let's see how you feel. This is pretty similar to the ink blot test where um you know like psych- psychologists or whatever will have like these ink blots on pieces of paper and ask people to interpret them to see what they see and then that can tell about what's going on with the you know with that person. It's kind of the same thing. Like there's no right or wrong, but everyone sees things and will get a different reaction just based on, you know, what's I mean, all, all, any number of things. I mean, uh, nature and nurture, right? So um, I, I love working with these cards. I use these cards in my own life. I've been using them more and more with my clients just because they're a really powerful tool. But again, it's not a way that I outsource wisdom. It's not, I, I won't be like, should I do this? <laughs> or should I do that? Or, you know, I, I don't do that kind of stuff. Or should I move here? Should we do, I, I, I don't do that. Because again, I'm very, I'm very, um, um, I'm very aware of not outsourcing anything else. Like I'm not, I don't want to outsource my wisdom. I don't want to outsource my choices. It's kind of like my relationship with astrology. It's a great tool to learn more about myself and the energies of what's going on in the world, but I'm not going to not do something because Mercury's in retrograde. Like, yeah, don't do that. Mercury's Like, no, because that's just outsourcing my power to some other entity. So I'm not outsourcing anything to these cards. Just saying, okay, does something come up for me? If so, what is it? And if not, that's great too. Um, and I'm just open to divine guidance, guidance, how do I feel? And then where does that path lead me? And that's, and that's what I use these cards for. And I think when you use them in that way, they can be really, really powerful tool. So again, these are sacred rebel deck, I also use the divine feminine uh, cards, oracle cards. And one of my favorite decks is the um, the animal spirit deck. Those are the ones that I share most on Instagram. And another deck that I really, really love is, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna remember. Oh, it's the 13 Moon Mystery School um, deck. I th- I think the 13 Moon Mystery is, is, it's a beautiful, beautiful deck as well. So those are that I reckon uh, what I recommend. I will put all of those links in the show notes if you want to grab yourself a copy. And if you do, then make sure you take a, a picture on Instagram and post it and tag me so I can see what deck and cards you're pulling and what you're learning. 
All right, my dears, that is our show for today. Remember to subscribe and leave a rating or a review. And I'll see you next week with a new guest expert episode. Hint, hint, you're going to know this person already. And remember to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash intensive if you're interested in working with me one-on-one to help propel your love life or your soulful business forward. Again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash intensive. All right, my dears, see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.